today we're going to finish the second half of Law of One, Session 40, received March 18, 1981. Uh, we discussed some pretty uh, deep metaphysics about cosmology or um, how the timeless moves into the phase of uh, creation of light, temporality, or time sequence uh, where there really is evolution. Uh, before the generation of light with galaxies, there was not evolution. There was just infinity or infinitude, uh, which could be seen as a darkness compared to the light or um, holism as compared to distinct forms and uh, even pre-consciousness, although there is intelligence to that infinity. Anyway, that was uh, 40.1. Then we got into um, more about uh, true color and vibratory oscillation uh, and then how that relates to chakra development, which is really not sequential, and how that then relates to planetary harvest and then the time of harvest or when, you know, the, the question everyone, every wanderer asks is uh, when, when will we get there? or uh, when will dimensional shifts occur. Uh, it's definitely not clear. There was no definitive question or answer uh, in the raw material. There's a 100-700 year transition period, and fourth density is already being inhabited now, but in time-space portions, which the double-bodied wanderers, uh, the new tribe, or those who are from fourth density and coming in generally first time, they're already living there, which is here, which they would be unaware of generally, but uh, there is this increasing solidification or stabilization of the photon of light or the vibration associated with fourth density. And uh, Ra indicates actually that, that the first harbingers of that vibrational change, three to four, yellow to green, or Earth becoming activated, one, two, three, four, instead of one, two, three, uh, dimensional energetic levels uh, was 45 years ago, 1936. That's interesting. Uh, and that uh, there is another than 40 year, you, you know, these, these, it, Don didn't question tightly enough, and I totally understand because it's very hard to understand this stuff or formulate precise questions on the run, on the fly. Uh, 4010. Ra said that the first harbingers of the vibrational increase were 45 years ago, 1936, 45 years before 1981. Then that energies are vibrating more intensely through the 40-year period preceding the final movement of vibratory matter. The final movement of vibratory matter is the quantum leap, or through the quantum leap, they say. That quantum leap, in my view, is dimensional shift when there is the ending of the 3D cycle or the beginning of stabilized fourth density space-time, 4D space-time incarnation for those who are already there or here, as well as new ones coming. What about, what is this 40-year period? So there's a 40-year period preceding a final movement, which really is quantum leap or dimensional shift. What 40-year period? 40-year period starting from 1981? to 1021, you know, 2021, I don't know. I'm not sure what what the 40-year period that's preceding dimensional shift or quantum leap is. 
uh, it's very unclear. So Ross said that the vibratory nature of our environment really is true color green. Uh, meanwhile, the, you know, the, the fourth density energy field is not stabilized sufficiently uh, to allow inhabitation in 4D space-time, and uh, there's a 100 to 700 year transition period, and uh, dimensional shift hasn't yet happened, obviously, because that really is a it, it may be, as, as somebody here mentioned, that uh, when dimensional shift occurs, then there's sufficient stabilization of the fourth density vibratory field, uh, fourth density energy body of the planet, sufficient to allow incarnation or settled life in 4D space-time. It may be that that's, that necessitates the uh, ending of the 3D cycle temporarily so that they can shield themselves or make themselves invisible or make their third density form invisible or their fourth density space-time body invisible. I really don't know. Uh, but there's obviously more transition time needed. There's obviously fourth density uh, in play now. It's solidifying. Uh, we're in some run-up transition period now. So there's so many. There's a 100 to 700 year transition. Uh, then there's a 40 year. Roth said this 40 year period preceding final movement. That's different than the 100, 700 year period. <laughs> I don't know. It's very, um, it's very unclear. The 100 to 700 years transition it may be tied to human consciousness in some way. Ra said that that 100-700 year transition cannot be accurate, meaning an accurate dating or timing, due to volatility of uh, peoples, your peoples now. So, we've got a lot to work on here to, to get clear. If somebody would like to take that as a task, you know, so to, to trace the timeline from 1936 to dimensional shift as best they can, that would be very interesting. Uh, now, 4011, where we ended last time, was saying that, okay, well, the vibratory nature of, environment, of our environment now is true color green, which I had sort of said mistakenly wasn't, but it's true color green that's unstabilized, indeed, not, you know, pre-stabilization. And... Uh, is not with a, a significant inhabitation of, of uh, space-time in fourth density either. And there's a lot of work to do. And the quantum leap, hap leap hasn't happened either. Ross said that that uh, true color green, which is sort of a early version, I guess, of true color green, because it's not, the transition is still underway, is heavily overwoven with the orange, orange ray of planetary consciousness now, <laughs> that's funny because uh, we think of humanity as a 3D race, but there's such significant uh, drop-down to second chakra uh, of most folks here that Ra indicates um, a significant influence from that attachment or that uh, chakra blockage, uh, collective orange ray chakra blockage. Uh, hum, you know, the animalization of humanity, the uh, emotionalization 
pre-derationalization or uh, the drop-down of most people into um, preoccupation with their body and their feelings and their personal life and their personal um, sense of, um, of, of life experience without much attention to the social or the group or polarity even. And uh, it's like Heraclitus said, you know, a moist soul. Water is the element associated with second ray, second chakra too. Then we go to the new material, 4012. Ra said, Adon goes and questions, you mentioned that thoughts of anger are now causing cancer. Can you expand on the mechanism uh, as it acts as catalyst or its complete purpose? And Ra is now going to explain how body symptomology of cancer is the result of, maybe we did do this last time, is the result of distortions in mind uh, unhealed or unchanneled, unresolved, uh, for both those on positive and negative path here, 3D, as well as how that relates to the fourth density change of consciousness based on the fourth density vibration or energetic condition. Now, talking about fourth density and this process of uh, thoughts and cancer, distortions and body symptoms or illness, uh, Ra's answer 4012 is the fourth density is one of revealed information. Selves are not hidden to self or other selves. The imbalances or distortions which are of a destructive nature show, therefore, in more obvious ways. The vehicle of the mind-body-spirit complex, meaning the body, thus acting as a teaching resource for self-revelation. These illnesses, such as cancer, are correspondingly very amenable to self-healing, once the mechanism of the destructive influence has been grasped by the individual. And um, the second follow-on to that is, Ra, is Ra's answer at 4013, Don was asking, is, uh, mo he said, Don said, said, most cancer, or cancer is most quite easily healed mentally. Ra didn't say easily. Don jumps the gun often. Uh, he was wondering, cancer is most easily healed, and a good teaching teal is caused because it is quite easily healed, he says it twice. And once the entity forgives the other self at whom he's angry, cancer will disappear, is it correct? Ra said, it's partially correct. Uh, and I understand uh, Ra goes on, the other portion of healing has to do with forgiveness of self and greatly heightened respect for self. This may conveniently be expressed by taking care in dietary matters. This is quite frequently a part of the healing and forgiving process, but your basic premise is correct. So let me explain. Fourth density, like fourth chakra, don't forget, is one of revealed information. Uh, love is the basis of gnosis. Unconditional acceptance precedes um, broad knowing. Fifth ray knowing, wisdom, comprehension, discernment is based in love or the, un the capacity for unconditional reception, receptivity, heart uh, embrace or heart allowance, non-rejection, neither grasping nor aversion. The three poisons in Buddhism grasping aversion and ignorance, not with, without grasping nor aversion, not grabbing on, holding, 
uh, or pushing away and rejecting, there's receptivity. Uh, that's associated with heart chakra. That is non-possession, non-control. That's associated with the state of mind of fourth density or the energetics of fourth density being that of revealed information. No hiding. Selves are not hidden to self or others. There's no hiding. And that's why, and Ra talks about this later, maybe in this session or the next, how psychological um, conflict that people have is not because they're negative, and it's not because they're unpolarized. It's because they're somewhat positively oriented, but they're unwilling to further self-revelation. Self-revelation. Revelation. Apocalypse. Apocalypse means revelation. Uh, and so this is the time of apocalypse. Apocalypse now. But that means revelation. That means revealing. That means seeing. That means uh, unconditional receptivity to what is. At best, all that is. And so that's associated with fourth chakra, fourth dimension, no hiding. And so in fourth density, or when we're working from green ray and above, uh, imbalances and distortions or destructive processes are seen, are known. We know our mind. I, I see this boo-boo on my body, or this illness, or this injury, or I look at that one in another person, and I may know. Why? Not me, I don't know everything, but it's possible to know quite quickly. I mean, you know, high, high teachers, adepts, Gautama, they, they know. They see the illness and they know the causal uh, lineage, the causal sequence that gave rise to the body illness. Uh, to know, uh, you know, there's a difference between a pain in the right knee and the left knee. And there's a problem, you know, there's a meaning of this, that, and the other thing. Everything. Male pattern baldness, or, uh, you know, ingrown toenail. Everything has a meaning. And so, it's always the case, actually, that the vehicle, or physical form body, physical flesh body, of my body-spirit complex, uh, that's what Ross says is uh, what's showing uh, cancer, right? The body, or vehicle can be and always is a teaching resource for self-revelation. Auto-apocalypse. Sounds like Armageddon. Apocalypse doesn't mean like, you know, Holocaust. Apocalypse simply means revelation. So you can see how modern culture has um, pissed upon the sanctity of that original spiritual teaching of the time of apocalypse. Apocalypse is not a bad thing. It's good. <laughs> it's called just revealing. It's called seeing what is. Uh, and it always is the case that body is a teaching resource for self-revelation. Actually, everything is a teaching resource for self-revelation. You know, everything that is shows uh, God. Everything is of God. Everything is God. What else could there be, right? Uh, all the water came from the ocean, or it came from the clouds. The clouds and the ocean are one field. And so... <laughs> It's all one substance or one um, single nature being. That's the law of one. And uh, we can look at everything and, and know the self or know the creator or know all. And that's the exercise Ra gave. You know, look in the mirror, see the creator. Look at the objects around you, see the creator. Look at another self, see the creator. That's self-revelation. That's auto-apocalypse. You know, sui, sui, like suicide, sui-apocalypse. 
<laughs> so self-apocalypse or self-revelation uh, is the spiritual path. Know thyself. And so Ross saying that illnesses, including cancer, but particularly cancer, are very amenable to self-healing. Ra didn't say uh, quite easily healed. Don is not raw. Ra is um, a, much more precise. Not quite easily healed, but very amenable to self-healing. And there is a difference. And this is why precision in thinking, precision in listening, hearing carefully, speaking carefully, very rare on this planet, uh, is very important. Because if somebody says, oh, it's quite easily healed, that's not true. And I don't, I don't see that with people. But I do see, yes, it is amenable to self-healing when you know um, the mechanism of the destructive influence. Why is it that, that there's this cancer here? And so, you know, this is just um, uh, a, a mechanism that people should be familiar with, which is that Ross said, catalyst not accepted by mind and spirit is then offered to body. At another point they said that. So this cancer manifestation in body, physical form, represents catalyst not accepted or rejected by mind and spirit. The person didn't want to uh, heal their anger. They didn't want to find the roots of their misery, but they vented their anger on other people. They were violent. They were uh, abusive in speech, divisive speech, harsh speech, physical beating, uh, mean, uh, self-centered, whatever, but it's particularly anger-hatred complex, the aversion complex, uh, and of particular intensity that leads to cells becoming cancerous. And so the, the notion that smoking causes cancer is not true, of course. However, smoking can predispose to cancer by its uh, destructive effect on, you know, cells in the body. But there are some people that smoke, uh, heavy smokers never get cancer. There are other people that don't smoke and they get cancer. They get lung cancer. So it's not a one-to-one. -one. Uh, but Raw is saying that the main cause of cancer is unhealed, unprocessed um, ang uh, anger. And then for those on the positive path, the essence of the healing of the destructive mechanism, or the destructive influence um, that has led to the body uh, illness, uh, the way of healing beyond just taking responsibility, I caused my cancer. I caused my body illness. All of my body illness, I caused myself. Even if I'm living next to a nuclear plant, I chose to live here. Maybe I can say that I didn't want to, but it was forced on me somehow. Well, that doesn't mean you consciously chose it, but your life program uh, was made by you. And so having no choice and being put in a situation where illness seemed to come naturally, that too uh, comes from a level of choice at a, at a, at a metaphysical position. That came from the, uh, the, the conscious choosing pre-incarnation, pre-incarnative conscious choice, forgotten in the life, to be in a situation where I don't have my free will, <laughs> where I'm pushed by circumstance to be in a certain place with certain people in certain conditions that are associated with cancer or illness. Yeah, that's true too. So I didn't choose it consciously. It really was forced upon me un involuntarily in this lifetime. However, the setup or by which I was in such a position 
to to have involuntary uh, commission to such a position or such a life play, place in life or play or conditions of life that led to the illness associated with that uh, was chosen before birth. So the way of healing on the positive path, and this is 4013, a very important um, uh, pith kind of teaching on the essence of healing on the positive path, which is chakra, lower chakra blockage clearance, of course, uh, is forgiveness of self and greatly heightened respect for self. Uh, forgiveness of self means, yeah, I did wrong or I made a mistake, I made a bad decision, I hurt these people, uh, I failed, uh, I, I uh, rejected my responsibility, uh, I was selfish, I was insensitive, I was unfriendly, I was self-centered, I was uncaring, uh, I took the easy way, I took the low road, yeah, right, I did all that, but uh, I don't hate myself, and I did my best, even if it was totally fucked up. <laughs> I totally fucked up, and it really was the best I could do at the time, because I was not well, or I was stuck in some selfishness or something, that kind of view. And so, uh, forgiveness of, t of self takes a strong gut, a strong belly, to admit uh, one's distortions and harmful influence, one's unskillful actions, one's sin, if you want to use that boring word. Uh, but but re remorse is very important, and uh, regret is very healthy, so long as it doesn't get, you know, it doesn't get stuck into self-blame, self-punishment, self-hatred, and all that. So, forgiveness of self. And again, I consider forgiveness very much a synthesized uh, blue-green, green-blue love, acceptance, and wisdom discernment matter. Uh, I don't think that people really can do forgiveness very well uh, unless there's significant uh, fourth and fifth ray activations. And um, this forgiveness of self is part and parcel, too, of greatly heightened self-respect. Greatly heightened self-respect. Greatly heightened respect for self. Uh, this is not narcissism. This is not egotism. This is not uh, supremacism. This is not superiority complex. It's not uh, grandiosity. That's bullshit. <laughs> That's not real self. That arrogance and pride and vanity, this is distortion. But heightened respect for self means I don't want to hurt me like I don't want to hurt you. And um, I'm good essentially like you are. All, you know, we're all God's children, and this kind of thing. Um, there's no reason, knowing, you know, I am, I am the one that chooses, and sometimes I choose poorly, and I'm sorry. Um, but I don't want to hate myself, and I don't want to hurt myself, and I don't want to punish myself like I wouldn't want to do it to you or you to do to me. So treat yourself kindly. And that greatly heightened respect for self is very much, um, you know, a basis for and a consequence of self-forgiveness. They're very intricately, intimately related. And this may conveniently be expressed by taking care of dietary matters, which means pay attention to your diet. Um, it is certainly possible to eat junk food and be healthy for some people. 
and transmute the poisons and toxins and chemicals and synthetic, you know, petrochemical byproducts. That's possible. But the question is, why are you eating that every day? Um, just saying I like it may not be um, the pro may not be associated with deep self-respect or self-appreciation. So taking care in dietary matters, Ross says, frequently part of healing and forgiving. <clears throat> um, but uh, it's a deeper. There's a deeper process going on. Ra explains that at 40:14. Said Don's question was in dietary matters, what would be the foods? <laughs> he's so mechanistic. <clears throat> what would be the foods that one would include, and what would be the foods that one would exclude in a general way for most, or me, most people, or the greatest care of one's bodily complex? Ra says, firstly. <clears throat> we underline and emphasize that this information is not to be understood literally, meaning eat this, be healthy, eat that, get sick. That's not the way uh, life is. The information is not to be understood literally, but as a link or psychological nudge for body and mind and spirit. Thus, and here we have in brackets, it is the care and respect for the self that is the, in brackets, true thing of importance. Care and respect for self is the true thing or is a is true thing of importance. In this light, we may iterate the basic information given for this instrument's diet, Carlock's diet. The vegetables, fruits, grains, and to the extent necessary for the individual metabolism, animal products. Sounds like a normal diet. These are those substances showing respect for the self. In addition, though this has not been mentioned, for this instrument is not in need of purification. Those entities in need of purging the self of a poison thought form or emotion complex do well to take care in following a program of careful fasting until the destructive thought form has been purged analogously with the byproducts of ridding the physical vehicle of excess material. Again, you see the value not to the body complex, but used as a link for the mind and spirit the self reveals self to self, which is a funny thing because self is an illusion, <laughs> but the sense of self reveals deeper le levels of the mind which is taken as self to the mind or self <laughs> which is working through distortions. So, <clears throat> it's not uh, that this food uh, leads to health and this food gets you sick, or this diet indicates self-respect and that diet doesn't. It's not exactly like that. Uh, not to be understood literally, but the uh, specific recommendations about food, and you see this is, there are only the very fewest metaphysicians understand this, this process. Only the very few psychologically minded metaphysical or spiritual thinkers or readers or researchers or folks around get this, that um, what you eat um, is a reflection of how you think of yourself. And how you think of yourself, um, I mean that determines all behavior actually, or all choice is intimately, um, intimately uh, associated with self-esteem. Uh, I choose this or that 
very much associated with deep level beliefs about my value, about deep, deep level beliefs of self-value, the sense of self-value or self-worth, second chakra. Um, very much influences how we see life and our choices and which choices we take and which foods we eat. And it's uh, health is not um, is really born of mind. It's not born of diet. However, um, um, one must know why one eats what one eats. And if you keep choosing what's fast and easy, like uh, you know the uh, aluminum foil uh, microwave pocket pockets, you throw your pocket in the microwave zapper and you zap the, you, you damage the water molecules and it gets hot, then you eat free radicals, yum yum, uh, you probably won't do too well in the long run. Uh, not because, not only because the food is, uh, you know, atomically altered, but also because, uh, you, you know, it's a careless approach to self. I'm going to eat what's uh, quick and easy because I have more important things to do. Like what? Uh, and so it's possible, of course, but it's a matter of how it's done rather than what uh, is ingested. And so the psychological nudge to body or mind and spirit uh, is um, using diet as a reflection of greater self-love, of greater self-care great and heightened respect for self. Self-love is not narcissism because love is not egotistical. So self-love, love directed within, love to one's own mind and body, um, naturally expresses itself in, in a choosing of foods that make the body feel well as much as possible. Um, and, reor and organizing one's life so that one has time for you know, chewing and eating and selecting uh, the foods that, that, that make the body feel well in the long run. So, um, it's the care and respect for self that's the true thing of importance. And so, it's not that, um, you know, there are, there are lots of folks, lots of vegetarians and lots of health food uh, advocates and uh, health food store uh, purchasers who eat vegetables and fruits and grains, and sometimes meat, and they're very careful with their diet, and they're still sickly and weak. Very common. Happens all the time. Um, because uh, there's some kind of uh, missing link unperceived. There's something going on in the mind that is unrecognized that's causing or maintaining the ill health. In many cases, it's because the person has a mechanistic view and thinks, if I eat this, I become healthy and I'm good. That's not quite the whole story. And that's in fact not, if you think that's the whole story, it's wrong. Uh, and so uh, it's like going to church once a week or going to therapy one hour a week uh, or eating, uh, you know, organic only. That's not the key to health or well-being. The key to health and well-being is love and respect for self and other and, and uh, a light heart that comes from a willingness to take responsibility for uh, all of our, uh, you know, all of that that is difficult. The, the past that we regret and the present that's galling and painful and um, my anger and sorrow 
and fears, all that stuff, being willing to own it and um, care for it or bring love and care and understanding to it, uh, that's what makes good health. And so the final point was about fasting as a form of uh, purifying the mind uh, or, the, or the whole self of poison thought forms or emotion complex, which really means toxic thought, right? Deep, uh, usually associated with um, anger. Well, it could be any, but it's usually uh, anger, anger and grief. When, when anger gets into um, rage and hatefulness and a basic rejection of self and other, um, a basic bitterness to others or to life, a basic um, kind of, you know, irritable, disdainful, you know, shit-smelling nose way of living. You, you know, if you see people when they're angry, they look like they're smelling shit, actually. And so <clears throat> there's a certain ugliness of the face that happens in the anger complex. Uh, that and also self-pity, um, self-hopelessness, um, the sense of, of uh, I'm such a failure, kind of um, the masochistic tendencies of mind associated with uh, self-pity in a very heavy way. These are examples, I think, of um, poison thought forms or emotion complexes. And then, and that's the case for fasting. And so you can see, not everybody needs the same treatment. So the people who, um, you know, advocate fasting, perhaps those are people who uh, brought into this lifetime uh, significant poison thought forms and emotion complexes. That's why they became involved in fasting. And it may actually be that uh, they uh, don't really need fasting anymore at the bodily level, but in, intellectually, they think that they should be fasting forever and all the time, or day after, you know, week after week, or again and again, they need intensive fasting, because they can't get beyond uh, the sense that I'm impure and I am toxic. I am toxic. Many people, many spiritually minded people have that dirty, a body is dirty, and this mind is full of shit and crap, and, you know, I'm, I need to purge again and again and again. And um, normally the people who are, you know, uh, hardcore fasting advocates are people who came in with a very heavy uh, aversion and uh, grief complex. They, they're telling you what they're doing, what they needed for themselves, and they may not even need it anymore, but they think that everybody needs it all the time. So be careful. Be careful. Uh, what, what anyone advocates generally is what's been good for them, what's worked for them. It may not work for us. Same thing with the raw material or any teaching. The people who think that this is un irrelevant shouldn't be here. Go away. <laughs> Go to something that you feel is relevant, of course. And so there's so much to say about this, and um, we have to be careful of a simplistic, mechanistic view. Body is made by mind. Body is a creature of the mind's creation, said Ram. And health of body is primarily a mind-spirit affair. Not only man, mind like thinking, intellectual, but mind-heart. And so, self reveals self to self. That is the spiritual path. Uh, and 
in fourth density, all of these things are, you know, this whole process is much clearer. And Ross said that in fourth density, there is 4D positive, there is no illness at the body level, though there is pain at levels of mind and spirit, but in a more subtle way. So we can see that um, human discussion of diet, and I think supplements are wonderful, but uh, the supplement will only, the diet, find, you know, a, a careful, pure, so-called pure diet, and, uh, you know, intelligent supplementation with very high quality products and there are many more and more these days they're wonderful but they'll only uh, help one as much as one is willing to help oneself uh, emotionally and spiritually you know the limit of health is the limit of of love <laughs> and with uh, carrying unrecognized unhealed distortions associated with anger or blame or self-pity or hopelessness, or old regret or resentment. Many, many spiritual, vegetarian, New Age, health food folks are full of resentment. Many. I've seen it all the time. And so they eat the right foods and they still have a crunched up face because they still, um, they haven't uh, offloaded uh, resentment or self-blame or low self-value. That's the real healing. Don gets it and says, thank you, 4015, thank you. Very important concept. Then, does the fact that, vi that basic vibration, does the fact that basic vibration that we experience now is green true color, or fourth density, does that account for the fact that there are many mental effects upon material objects now observable for the first time in a mass way like bending metal by mind, spoon bending? And, um, like, uh, you know, in the Matrix movie, there is no spoon. Yes, indeed, there is no spoon. There is no mind. <laughs> and that, that was, um, there was actually a very, one of my good friends about uh, 800 years ago uh, gave some teachings called Amanasikara. Uh, Amanasikara, this was like um, late Indian Mahayana, Tantric, Tantrism, or early Vajrayana, or really Indian, Indian esoteric traditions of Tantrism. Manasikara means sort of um, mindlessness, <laughs> non-mindfulness. And uh, because uh, in the Buddhist schools at that time, to some degree, for some, um, people got attached to mindfulness itself, uh, observance you know, observing mind, mind observing mind. Um, and so, uh, there is no mind, there is no spoon, um, means uh, our conceptualizations and objectifications uh, that form the basis of our sense of experience are anicca impermanent, insubstantial, transitory, and evanescent or in, in trans, intrinsically um, illusory and shimmering and not as solid. And so uh, seeing emptiness uh, is an essence of um, one way, you see. The, you, know, you can bend metal by technique if you know certain um, esoteric you know, techniques associated with the cities or the magic powers. Likewise also, um, magic or miracles can be done 
by those who uh, are free of illusion. Not that I'm saying I am, but Gautama talked about that and um, was very much against magic display. Anyway, 4015, Ross says, this will be the final query in total of this working, and it's a great question. Uh, the question is the relationship between uh, the increasingly stabilized true color green fourth density energetics of planet Earth and the manifestation of miracles or cities powers such as uh, mind over matter or mind changing matter or action at a distance bending metal by mind which is you know all the it's a big deal for those uh, paranormal psychologists or researchers uh, and you know the tr traditional Christian view is if it's not Jesus it must be the devil and so only Jesus could do miracles because he's the son of God one and only and everyone else is uh, original sinner and anybody else doing miracles must be uh, possessed by demons and devils and goblins and um, you know is doing the the work of blackness of black the black one or the antichrist this is not true at all because uh, mind has power um, you know mind is an energy field uh, radiatory and capable of um, uh, focused application in the material world obviously and so uh, this relationship between the increasing 4d field and many things you see <laughs> if you want to know what's going on in the world today what's going on in the world today is, is really, in my view, um, all derivative of the increasingly uh, stabilized uh, green ray, fourth density energy field of planet Earth. Everything. Uh, increased social uh, t tension, increased psychological stress in individuals, increased intergroup conflict, increased um, uh, appreciation and subtlety and discrimination of truth, more and more people waking up, more people, I mean, I've seen very much more sophisticated analysis of the matrix, of the Illuminati, of negative doings on, on YouTube. Very, some people are very sophisticated analysis now. They're just going on and on. And, and other, you know, news site, alternative news sites, some of them, very sophisticated analysis of geopolitics um, and um, the ways of negativity. And then uh, some people very much getting clearer about metaphysical principles uh, and doing self-healing, moving through their pain uh, to wellness and um, renovating their sense of self to form a more appropriate or a matching of uh, what self is, which is boundless and um, of beauty, you know, of Godhead, uh, without arrogance and conceit acknowledging our limitations, self as a being of infinite worth, Ross said. Not infinite, uh, not, not lack of distortion, <laughs> infinite worth. And Ross said, in each infinitesimal part of yourself resides the one infinite creator in all its power. Some people are getting that more and more, you know. Uh, the field is yours. The field is you. What you see is you. Everything you see in the so-called environmental outer field is you. The seer is the field. The field is the seer. Actually, it's more true that the field is the seer. The field is seeing itself. 
now. <clears throat> uh, Ra said, uh, this is not only correct, meaning um, the fact that we're, we're developing true color green as uh, a basic cause for display of mental effects or effects of mind on matter like spoon bending. This is not only correct, but we suggest you take this concept further and understand the great number of entities with the so-called mental diseases being due, being also due to the effect of this green ray true color upon the mental configurations of those unready mentally to face the self for the first time. We can say also unready mentally, emotionally, psychologically to face themselves more deeply. I wouldn't say for the first time there are many people who have psychological distress and have some degree of psychological self-understanding. So to say it's the first time I think is a little condescending because there are a lot of people who are in psychological distress, so-called mental diseases, who um, are unready emotionally to face themselves more deeply, not unready intellectually only to face for the first time, but unready or unwilling. And in fact, you know, unready is unwilling. Um, where there's a will, there's a way. Where there's no way, there ain't much will. Where there's no way, where the person seems stuck. Uh, in general, in many cases, uh, sorry to say, it seems that it's a problem of will. The person doesn't truly want it. When you truly want it, you do it. You get it. You go forward. And when you don't go forward, it's generally, we don't go forward, it's generally because there's ambivalence, mixed motivation, internal conflict, and some doubt the degree to which I really want to go that way. Even if I'm stuck here in pain, or alone, or miserable, or my life is kind of empty, um, if I dig down deep inside, I may find that I'm a little bit afraid to lose this. Because at least I'm not being rejected. Or at least I'm not being, um, I don't have, I don't feel shame at failing because I live in failure. <laughs> you know, I'm not going to fall down if I stay on my knees. I'm not going to get beaten down if I don't stand up. And so, uh, in many, many cases, and it may just be the general rule, um, where there's no way, there is insufficient will. Where there's a will, there's a way. And when the person perceives no way, in, you know, there are cases where the person has set up no escape, situations of no escape, of course. But in, in many, many cases where the person rejects um, facing the self more deeply, admitting, uh, taking responsibility, or admitting their complex of uh, painful emotions and thoughts, it's because the person is ambivalent about whether they want to get into it in the first place. And so you can say they're unready mentally. You can say they're unwilling emotionally. I would say they're unwilling emotionally uh, and ultimately because uh, they don't really believe in themselves. They think they can't do it. They think that going forward will uh, be a loss, not a gain. They're afraid to lose their chains. Many people are afraid to lose their chains. The only thing that's destroyed is illusion. The real is indestructible because it's, it's never been created.
<laughs> the real is not subject to cessation because it has not been originated. What's real is beyond samsara or beyond birth and death, beyond arising and passing away. And that's your true nature. So uh, it's also true, what I was saying, that uh, associated with the increasingly fourth density energy field of planet Earth, the development of true color green, yes, indeed, not only does that lead some people to um, naturally demonstrate cities or powers, but also the people who are um, we, when we're stuck, or anyone who's heavily stuck in psychological conflict, um, is unwilling to open heart further. The heart is being resonated, uh, or, or is vibrating in resonance with the increasing green, fourth density energy field, so planetary green ray, planetary true color green activates or really resonates, it doesn't really activate, but it resonates uh, human fourth chakra, anahata chakra, of course, and the people who are unwilling to accept an open heart, to accept their pain and the reality of their, um, their shadow, so-called, or painful, unpreferred emotional set and uh, the thoughts and realities that um, they feel painful to experience or, or confront uh, are blocking heart. And so it's not a good time to block heart if you want to evolve. Finally, uh, brief queries before we close. 4016 and 17, the last two exchanges. 4016, Don says, just two, meaning two queries. With respect to what you just said, would then people incarnating here by seniority of vibration who incarnate for the service to self path be the ones who would have extreme difficulty mentally with this green ray vibration? And so that's what I had thought before. It's a, not an unusual assumption, presumption that people with psychological distress are those on service to self path. Um, it is, there is, there is a, a dimension or realm, there is an aspect of, um, past life and, and um, a historical polarization, moral polarity for the people uh, who are heavily um, distressed by psychological conflict or when we are. There's many cases there really is a past life carry through of karmic guilt of uh, service to self or negative action. It's, there, it's not that there really is a moral polarity um, element to the formation of psychological uh, distress or mental conflict like this. Um, but it's, um, it's, very, it's also associated with the environmental condition of the increasing green ray planet, planetary energy condition, where people are uh, blocked in, they're, they're, they're unwilling to um, activate love further and see truth, the true painful truth within. But, but there is a karmic, there is a karmic basis for that too. Ross says, it's incorrect that uh, those who are incarnating here by seniority of vibration, meaning the more evolved, yet on service to self path, meaning they're close to 4D negative, polar, negative harvestability, they're close to harvest to 4D negative, that they have extreme difficulty with green ray. That's not quite true, which is also paradoxical. Ross said it's incorrect. It's rather 
the numbers, meaning the people, who have distracted themselves and failed to prepare for this transition yet, failed, failed to prepare for this transition, yet who are somewhat susceptible to its influence, who may be affected. So the numbers, the many people who are lost in distraction, uh, this society gives many options for that, those, dis those who have distracted themselves and been looking without, looking outside, focused on the outer world, not developing interiority, not looking within, not examining their life, not contemplating and thinking and feeling um, more deeply the, uh, the meaning of their life, the meaning of circumstance, how I caused it, how I can improve how I'm feeling and whether it's possible to improve it, um, what's really important? What do I value? Um, those who haven't done that, I'd say, are those who've distracted themselves and failed to prepare for the transition. Yet, they're somewhat susceptible to its influence, meaning there's, they are, you know, there's, there's uh, you know, first, second, third, fourth chakra blockage, uh, as with most people, with these people, um, yet there is some green ray activation, therefore they are somewhat susceptible to the green ray, true color green influence. Yet there's a um, back, there's a history of avoidance. You know, this is the planet of self-deception, totally. So Machiavelli said that the deceiver will always find those willing to be deceived. Well, Orion has found here a planet full of those who are willing to further self-deception. That's why they select deceptive leadership, obviously. And so uh, self-deception is um, absolutely clearly um, blockages in 234. Certainly the person is unwilling to open and accept and see and know and feel, um, which is painful. You know, that's often painful, sure. Uh, but it's it's those who are somewhat open open heart or somewhat sincere and positively oriented, yet stuck in self avoidance or emotional avoidance or low self value that leads to an unwillingness to feel pain, and that's the you know the the the, the rapidity in some ways the rapidity of uh, one's development on the spiritual path is commensurate with one's willingness to feel pain. No pain, no gain, not quite, but uh, on the spiritual path, um, you know, led by, uh, you know, Shiva. Shiva is the god of yogis. Shiva is the destroyer. And so the spiritual path is very much one of destroying the false or dropping illusion or getting beyond conflict. Um, which is intrinsically a dissolution process, dissolution of um, lower chakra blockage, dissolution of wrong view, dissolution of unneeded attachments, including uh, what I hate and, and what I feel I can't live without. Uh, that's a dissolution breakdown of all of that. That's a destructive process and somewhat painful. And so Ron talked about distortion leavings, that few on the adept path or few there are willing to experience the distortion leavings of the adept path. Distortion leavings are all of the, the detritus, detritus of the mind, uh, fragmentary 
processes, uh, thoughts and feelings and sensations and body associated with the clearing process and the accelerated adept path. Uh, and so at a, at a lower level of, of speed on the path, uh, there are those who, who want love but can't love themselves. Want love but just can't allow themselves to forgive themselves or forgive another. Uh, because they think that there's something wrong or dangerous about forgiving myself. If I forgive myself, then um, I'll just remain as a monster. <laughs> this kind of thing. So anyway, this is all very deep. And um, it's not those on the negative path. And those on the negative path, even harvestable, 4D negative, um, are able to maintain... I would imagine that they have a hard time further blocking fourth chakra uh, to make sure that they remain loveless and, and con in control. Control of mind, body, and the environment, and groups, and other as much as possible. Uh, they're not going to have psychological distress because they disallow free feeling substantially. They're very trained, well-trained and uh, very capable in blocking their own emotional flow and are very much in control of their own mind. Uh, not totally, but the more in control, the closer to harvestability to 40 negative. But they're not in psychological distress because they're not susceptible to fourth ray influence. They're very heavily heart-blocked, and so they're miserable. And all they have is aggression and scheming and, uh, you know, short hits of, of pleasure at the body level or the mind level. That's all they have. And so they may be uh, tough guys, but they're miserable. They may be, you know, effective dominators, but they're, uh, you know... They're, they're scrunched up. They're withered and dying at the heart level. They're dead at the green ray level. I wouldn't want that life. So, then, finally, 4017. Thank you for letting me rant on here. But this raw material is very great. And, um, um, you know, this is, um, this is rich soil for planting the raw material. So, 4017, last exchange of session 40. Don says thank you again, and um, he's getting clearer about um, how wonderful <laughs> this is. More and more, not that he didn't know before, but it's, he, I, he says thank you more because he's really acknowledging uh, how wonderful this teaching is. And says, I'll just ask if there's anything that we can do to make the instrument more comfortable or to improve the contact. Ross says, the instrument is well. You are conscientious. The appurtenances cause this instrument greater comfort in the distortion of the warmth of the body complex. They get her warm with a blanket or something. I am Ra. I leave you, my friends, in the love and in the light of the one infinite creator. Go forth, then, rejoicing in the power and the peace of the one infinite creator on tonight. And that completes session 40. Session 41, next week. Um, is somewhat longer, 27 exchanges, uh, very deep. This will take two or three classes. Um, now we're getting into some esoterica, uh, white magic a little bit, um, 
the sun. <laughs> Let's talk about the sun. Eric Dollard can join us. Sixth density. What's going on? Because sixth density and the sun have a close relationship. Also, more about cosmology and first and second density and first and second chakra. So we're in evolution as a whole. Oh my God. And fasting and balancing and chakras again. Raw history. So we got a lot going on in session 41. And um, more on the metaphysics of, um, you know, body, mind, spirit transformation and how it relates to higher density life and the sun and, um, you know, healing and the chakra work. So uh, it should be very interesting. So anyway, thank you for being here. I hope it was satisfying for you too. Uh, take good care of yourselves. See you next time and good night.